The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening, <clears throat> excuse me, there. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Seems like I need a glass of water, um, but um, I'm gonna make it. I'll make it through. And uh, I, of course, am in Phoenix, living like it matters. <clears throat> and uh, what matters to me? Wow. Okay, it's been a little while. It's been at least a week. I haven't been in the studio, so I haven't got a chance to tell you that I, like everybody else, was I surprised? No. But I am happy that, of course, LeBron James has uh, gone back home and is going to be a member of the... <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, it, it's When you got good people, they help you out to give you water and when, when you need it, and uh, I'm going to take a swig here. That's a, kind of an old school thing. I don't know if they still say swig, but hold on. <clears throat> See, we keep, yeah, this is live. This is live, 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 live radio. So, um, got some water. Feel a little bit better now, but here's what I want to tell you guys. I, I was extremely, I was, I was happy. I'm still happy. That's what matters to me, that I'm still happy that LeBron James is going back to, uh, again, his hometown is Akron, Ohio. He's going back to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. There are a lot of people out there who could care less. But you know what? You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You know, you, you say so many things about what you want athletes to be. And then when they are not what you want them to be, of course, the bloggers, you know, take to those digital blinders say all those things they wouldn't say to somebody's face. And then when they do the right thing, then people are upset when they do the right thing. So really, it's a situation where you can't win for losing. Hold on. <clears throat> okay, I did it. This is live. This is radio. It's Ray Ellis Sports. I can do what I want to do. I need to clear my throat. You can't win for losing. Now, here's a guy who perhaps maybe people, some people may have thought he did the wrong thing the first time with the decision. So then, when time comes around for him to make another decision, some people think it's wrong for him to go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, come on. What, what are you saying that, okay, well, you, you can't make up what you did wrong the first time? You, you don't deserve a second chance. They shouldn't take you back. 
Really? You're not going to you're not really saying that, are you? Is that what you're really saying? What, what you're really saying is that LeBron James is the greatest basketball in the player on the planet. And LeBron James is actually going to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers where he could have stayed in Miami. He could have been any place else. He could have been any place else on the planet and playing basketball. I remember when I was in Philadelphia, I drive up 95, 95 North, and there was a sign. And it was a sign that was promoting Temple University. And that sign simply said this. It was promoting the basketball team as well. But the sign said very simply, I could have gone anywhere. And I chose Temple. That's what LeBron James has said to the basketball world. He could have gone anywhere. And he chose the Cleveland Cavaliers. See, that's, I think, what some people tend to forget is, yeah, that first time, you know, he could have gone anywhere. But the second time, he could have gone anywhere, too. So the fact of the matter is the first time when he came out of high school, he didn't have a choice. He was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He could have made a, you know, that's the thing about that some people forget as well. There have been other players in the National Football League in particular. I, don't, I can't speak to basketball, but there have been some players that have been drafted, only because my mind's playing tricks on me right now. And they flat out said, I don't care if that team drafts me, I'm not going to play a down of football in that city. I believe... Eli Manning did that. There, LeBron James could have simply said, even though he was from Akron, Ohio, and he was drafted, you know, the, the, somehow or another, the Cleveland Cavaliers were so lucky that they got that lottery pick the year that LeBron's coming out of high school. Back then, there was no one and done. You could go straight out of high school and go into professional sports, particularly in basketball. And LeBron James said, Okay, I'm going to accept it. He didn't say that I wanted to go and play for the Lakers with Kobe. He didn't say that I wanted to go, you know, someplace else and play with somebody else. He accepted the fact that he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and honored that choice of the Cavaliers to choose him when he was the best basketball player in the country then coming out in that draft class, not necessarily in the NBA at that time, he wasn't. But he was the best basketball player in that draft, and they chose him. LeBron could have made a statement very early on if, if those people in Cleveland want to take issue with the fact that he left you. LeBron, if he really wanted to leave, he could have left Cleveland. He could have never gone to Cleveland from the very start. He could have flat out said, I'm not going to Cleveland. They need to put together a package and package me and somebody else. But this pick, once they've got me, they need to trade me. They could have got a blockbuster deal. They could have got some other players come to the team. But LeBron James could have put his foot down right then and said, I'm not going to play for the Cuban Cavaliers. That's not what he did. It's not what he did. I think some people out there regardless of what he would have done coming out of high school, certainly after that first contract was over, 
and then this time. Regardless of what he did, it would not be the right thing in their minds. So you can't please all the people all the time. You can certainly please some of the people some of the time. There are some people that are quite pleased. There are some people that are as mad as hell. Me, I'm happy. (laughs) So what matters to me? Because the heart of it all is my home as well. Born and raised in the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. Got a chance to play for those three B's. Buckeyes, start off with the Bulldogs. Don't let me forget that. Bulldogs, Buckeyes, and Browns. I, I have somewhat of a feeling of what it's like for a young man like LeBron James to have an opportunity to go home. I'm not a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the athlete that LeBron James is currently. No way in the world do I even deserve to be in the conversation. Only if you would check out the history of those who ever got a chance to play in their home state would I come into that conversation. But I can tell you as somebody who's had the opportunity to make a choice as if I wanted to play ball someplace else or if I wanted to play ball in my home state an hour up the road from my home, an hour up the road from my high school, from the friends that I grew up with that knew me when I didn't have, as we say, Jack. Didn't have Jack. They knew me then. And it was important for me, and I'm sure it's important for LeBron to come back and to share that with them. I think everybody should be happy. If you, if you ever had a chance in your life, if you were, quote, unquote, a celebrity, whether it be an entertainer, whether it be an actor, um, you know, and you, or you were a singer, or, or you were, you know, you were, uh, you were, just some celebrity status. And you got a chance, and you were on the biggest stage that there is. There's none bigger than an NBA stage, Major League Baseball, basketball. If you're, you know, if you're on Broadway and that Broadway show took, was on the road and it went to your hometown, the chance to, to let the people that you know, that know you, that remember, if you will, to let them share that with you. There's, there's nothing bad. That, that talking about price, that's a priceless moment. That's a moment of anything those people out there that are hating. If there is something that you should be jealous, you shouldn't be jealous, but you should celebrate. But you should be jealous of the fact that if you're going to be jealous, that somebody has a chance to live out a childhood dream that shares it with other people that they have a love for. I would be jealous about that, that fact that I would want to do that. I wouldn't be jealous because they have more material things than I have, have more money than I have. But the fact that they can bring inspiration and joy to a people that they grew up with, a community that supported them, a community for no other reason that you're from the same place they're from, and that gives you a unique connection. An affinity of which people just have to understand, yeah, I, I, I got to give it up. I do understand that. I would have done, I would have wanted to do that. There's not, there's not many things in life that other people do that I necessarily want to do. But what LeBron James has done, we need to embrace that as people. Our hearts need to be open. In Miami, the, city, the, great, the greater majority of people in the city of Miami were very classy. 
They understood. LeBron shared a piece of him with them, and they got a championship. Now, they had the players, all those players. You got to think about something, too. When you talk about Cleveland and Miami, Cleveland and Miami. Now, the majority of you out there probably would choose Miami over Cleveland. Hmm. Not me. Not to do what LeBron was going to do. One time, yes, but if you got a chance to come back when it's to finish it like that, you know, and, and, it, and it's really interesting because I'm just happy for the man. And I want those people out there to be happy. I got a lot to share with you. Just, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. I heard Charles Barkley this morning on, the, on Colin's show. Uh, and said that uh, Colin, uh, when, uh, when he heard about it, uh, I think he, as he read the letter, he said he was almost brought to tears. It was emotional. If you're not judgmental and you're one of those people that you're happy for people when, things, when good things happen for them, you should be happy. Hell, I live here in Phoenix now. I'm happy the Super Bowl is coming back to Phoenix. Don't hate on us. Be happy for us. Would you be happy if your city was hosting the Super Bowl? I came here in 2006 and we're hosting the second Super Bowl. I'm happy about that. So I'll tell you what, I I got some other things I'm happy about. This whole show, I'm just going to dedicate to being happy about LeBron James going back to the heart of it all. O-H-I-O. That's right. I said it. You listen to Rail of Sports. I got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. We're going to just 
switch and go and take a little different angle from what the program that you were listening to previously was all about. As a matter of fact, I am here live in the studios now. And I want to apologize, but a little technical difficulty and the fact of logistics, if you will. Uh, I had quite a few things I had to uh, make sure that I took care of this business. Uh, you understand that I, I have this thing about me where we have to handle our business. So I, I had to handle some business. And part of that business that I had to take care of this morning was I had to make sure that I got down and picked up a friend of mine, a teammate of mine, and a proud dad, and which I just could not let this show go by today with him being in town and, and not have him on this show. So you might remember a couple weeks ago, I had a former teammate running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Andre Hardy, on the show. And Dre is in the studios with me today. Dre, welcome to the studio, man. Thank you, Ray. Man, I'm grateful I'm, to be here. Man, I tell you, listen, uh, Dre and I hadn't seen each other in a while. And sometimes, you know, when you see people, they, they look a little different. Uh, but Dre looks just like that 235-pound tailback <laughs> that was, uh, you know, lining up in the backfield. You know, and I think that was 1984, was that yeah, your yeah, rookie year? Yeah. And uh, that, I mean, do the math. You know how, he, okay, so imagine he still looked like that tailback, you know, bringing fear to people on the other side of the ball. So I'm not so scared in this in this chair I'm in today, you know, because I, I, you know, I feel like I got him to a, uh, a disadvantage because I'm in this studio every week. But this man knows his business. He knows he's been doing some great things in life. But I just want to take the time, Andre. I, I've never had what I call a father and son show. But, man, this is, this is a father and son show for me because, you know, I don't have the pleasure of knowing. And this is what I like about when I have athletes on the show to talk about the game is they bring a different perspective than those people who don't play the game, haven't experienced the game at this level. And, and it's a different type of conversation. Well, I'm in a unique position now in having this conversation with you because I haven't had the privilege of having a son who signed a contract to be a member of a National Football League team. And I don't have a clue what that feels like, but I want to start off by saying this. I've been happy the past few weeks because my man LeBron James is going back home. Yeah. And I saw LeBron on something that I'm sure it went viral over the Internet the last couple of days where his son was playing basketball and made a bucket, took him to the hole, dropped him off, didn't throw him down. He's just a little boy. But he made a shot. LeBron hugged him and rolled on the ground like him, like he was just so happy. Man, share with us how you feel when your son got a chance to just sign his name on that dotted line. Give us some idea what it feels like based upon, man, you know, the, the, the most blessed I've been in my life is when I did this and I felt this way. But now my son. Come on, Dre. <laughs> well, I wish I wish the audience could see my smile, and 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 you know I'm gonna try to somehow communicate, you know, the joy of 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 seeing, you know, a young man who's put in so much work and so much effort, and and believed when no one else believed that he could do it, and he just stayed the course and you know, climbed the, the rocky road and, and, and got to a point where, you know, enough people believed in him that, um, you know, he, he's getting an opportunity. So it's, it's a tremendous feeling to, to see anybody, let alone, you know, my, my child, to see anyone who is so dedicated to their craft and see um, the fruit of it. And the fruit is this time is, you know, he's signing a contract. So it was, it's beautiful. 
Well, he, he's already, as my understanding, he signed that contract, will be in training camp, is a member of the Arizona Cardinals as of today. And like everybody else, I think people sometimes, they, send, they tend to forget. Even if you're a veteran, when you go into training camp, you may have been a veteran and you may have been a part of the team last year, but you are trying out for the team this year. Even if you've signed, that the money may be guaranteed, but the roster spot Absolutely. It's not always guaranteed. Now, you may feel that you're, you're Larry Fitzgerald, so you feel, you okay, it could be. That, that could be the case. But the majority of the people that go in know that they're still fighting for their job every day. So he really is only, the only people who really have an advantage on him are just a couple people. So let me ask you this. Knowing that you've been there, how do you prepare your son in a conversation to what he should expect when he goes in. Because I'm, I'm going to say this from my personal perspective, Dre, you know, playing at one of, you know, a major university such as you, uh, but, but still there's, there's, there's some universities that we know in part of these major conferences and the Big Ten is one of them and Ohio State is sure. one of those programs. Whereas the, the talent level is, is, is probably greater because you got more people. Each draft class, you got multiple draftees coming out of that class you coming out of your class at at, at St. Mary's you you may have been one of three or maybe one of two or maybe sure. only one sure we you know six seven or, so the talent level is probably better more people that are so when you now go to the pros how do you let your son know son I know what you've been playing up against I know you've been playing against some but but everybody is very good today when you go there tomorrow every in fact some of them are going to be great how do you prepare him what kind of conversation do you have with him or have you had that conversation with him as of yet I have and you know the 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 game today as it's played is especially offensively you know is a game of mismatches it's a it's a chess game and it's a game where offensive coordinators are attempting to outmaneuver and put in place, uh, put their athletes in positions where they can take advantage of defensive personnel or defensive situations. And I, you know, my, my son, Andre Jr., is, he's a freak of nature. He is a big, he's one of those big people that shouldn't run that fast. And so, pretty much like the tight end for the uh, Saint, uh, New Orleans Saints, if I'm not he, mistaken. I, I, Ray, and, and you know, J- Jimmy Graham is maybe, you could l- literally say that he is the best in the business. But in terms of just raw physical ability, um, my, my son is a, is, is a freak in that way. And so, my, my conversation to him has always been about know who you are. Know what you do. Mm-hmm. Know who you are and what you bring to the table and do not focus on anything else. Get on the field and do what it is that you do a thousand miles an hour every time you put your hand down to do it, and I think that you'll be fine. Is there, is, is there this thing where they call shadow of a father, where a young man is concerned that he's in his father's shadow? And that those who know him and know of his father, is, they will constantly compare him to his father and, and hold him to a level of expectations and performance of which his father demonstrated. Did you and him have that experience? You know, I think in a way that 
We did. And, Ray, I'm glad you say that because I had a chance to witness that firsthand on a really high level. I grew up um, with Archie Moore's kids. And uh, his son, Hardy, I played with him in junior college. And I remember very distinctly, Hardy was a prankster. But when we got around his dad and we walked into that shrine, his dad's shadow, his dad, the, the shadow that Archie Moore cast was humongous. Can you imagine walking into his home and there are pictures of him with Ali and George Foreman and trophies and medals? And I think that Hardy shrank underneath that. And I remember thinking very distinctly that when I had children, I did not want that to happen. So I purposefully downplayed my career, as small as it was, and, and, and I did that purposefully because I wanted, you know, Andre to choose whatever it was that he wanted. And while I think I did a good job, I still think, I still believe that there was some turning away from football. The last time he played football was in the 10th grade. And I do think that he turned away from it because it was something that dad did. And, and that's kind of where I was going in terms of, you know, the shadow of the father. Because it's, it's many times when these young men, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, by those who are supporting them, uh, they inherit a talent level of which they're supposed to at least meet, if not succeed. The expectation is that you should be as good as your father and not understanding that although he is from those genes, there's a lot more than just the genes that goes into the, you know, the final product when it comes to an athlete. There's, there's a commitment, there's a passion, there's a love, there's a desire to be the best that I'm not sure everybody inherits that gene Yeah, and, and, and it can be demonstrated and played out. So... Did you see that in your son, knowing what it took for you to make it? Did you see that in him when it came to his football early on? And we got two minutes for you to, to, to touch on that uh, before he hit that point where he told you, Dad, I'm not sure I want to play football anymore. I saw glimpses of it. I saw, you know, there were times when I saw literally brilliance. Literally, I, you know, I said, oh, my God, knowing what I know, this, this, is, this is a pro athlete running around. You can see it. And, you, and you know, you can spot that stuff. So, the potential, so you saw the potential there. Er, early, Ray. The, the first time he ran a track meet, he beat everybody by 50 yards. I mean, he could run. He had great coordination. He's extremely tough. One time he came home from the park with his tooth in his hand bleeding and his friend said he, he dove for the ball and he caught it he knocked his tooth out but he held on and we <laughs> we made the touchdown so he was, you know, he was he was that kind of kid there were you know there were there were glimpses of it very early on but he had multiple interests he was a track kid he played basketball he was a, a ninja turtle freak he's an artist he draws there was there was all all sorts of things that captured his attention but you could see that if he ever got serious about um, football 
that there was there was something special there. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to finish talking about that. And this is a father and a son. Man, that's a beautiful thing just to think about. But there's much more to that conversation that you need to be sure you hear. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Andre Hardy, former tailback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and my teammate will be right back with us after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. 30 years ago, 1984, the Philadelphia Eagles drafted a running back, Andre Hardy. 30 years later, Andre's in the studios with me today as we talk about a father and son moment as his son is about to become a part of history. And what I mean by that is there are only so many players that ever played in the National Football League that was blessed enough that their son at least got an opportunity to try out for a professional football team. So I want to welcome Andre back on the show with me. We're here in the studios. And Andre, we were talking as we went to break about potential. And, and you and I know there are a lot of people, particularly when you're young, that have potential and, and sometimes it becomes wasted or they don't take full advantage of that potential and and sometimes it's it's because there's a lack of support uh, a lack of, of belief your son had potential that you saw very early but his sophomore year he decided that even though he had that potential in football he wanted to walk away from that sport man tell me how that felt on that day when he told you that that one was a shocker. Wow. It was a complete you shocker. You see a pro football player running around on the field, potentially, and they tell you that they don't want to do that anymore. 
it you know it was it was a shocker because you know while he was a good basketball player and you know ended up getting a division 1 scholarship i just did not see the same dream of nba player that he you know he thought he saw and so you know as 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 honest as our relationship is i said to him listen I think you're blowing uh, a good opportunity. Now, you're a good basketball player, but I don't think you're a great basketball player. I think you are you are Shaq on the football field. At that time, he was, you know, six foot and 200 pounds, a sophomore playing receiver. He was unguardable. No one could guard him. He was too big. Wow. And so I thought to myself, this is, this is an error, but... You know, I jumped in and, you know, supported his basketball dream. We we had to get him caught up and, and, and I private coaching and I spent time with him and I did what I could, you know, to catch him up. But, you know, always every time football season rolled around from the time he was a sophomore until his senior year in college, I said, are you sure you don't want to play football? I think you can do it. I think you got it in you. I think you're a pro. I I think you are a pro. Are you can you can we are you going to try it? And finally, it was January of his senior year of basketball where he said he finally heard me. This is years now. He finally heard me. He said, "Dad, senior year of college. Of college. Of college. He's, 6 years later. College. He is in January of his senior year of college. They're going in the league play. When I say, Andre, you know, you're going to, you you'll be a pro basketball player, but you're going to Europe and you're going to be riding on buses. Is that what you want to do? Because I think you're a pro athlete. And he says, Dad, do you really think that I can still do it? I said, I don't have a doubt you can. And so I picked up the phone. I made a couple of phone calls and um, started digging and got somebody to throw balls to him. And, and uh, this was January. By March, the agent that he ended up signing with had arranged a personal pro day for him. And so, you know, with the advent of the, the transition of the basketball player to football player, it was f- fairly well attended. In fact, we had dinner with Tr- Trent Balky the night before, mm-hmm. who flew down from San Francisco to personally attend. He mm-hmm. wanted to see, you know, what this was. And who just is, share what the audience Trent Balky is. Is the general manager for the San Francisco 49ers. So we had dinner with, uh, with him the night before, and uh, we had, you know, seven, eight teams out to watch him run and, and catch. And the day after the, his, his personal pro day, he signed a contract with the Raiders, which, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, because I believe everything always works out for the best, he pulled his hamstring during the work, workout, his pro day, never got healthy, never got on the fields for the for Raiders, and they cut him. And he began to try to work his way back and was in San Diego working out, and he bumps into Jeff Garcia. And Jeff Garcia says, who are you? Who is this big kid running around like this? And Jeff took him under his wing 
and turned him into a football player. And when I say took him under his wing, Jeff took him under his wing. Wow. Jeff, whatever happens in Andre's career, henceforward, Jeff Garcia was the catalyst that made it happen. Jeff threw him balls. Jeff got him hooked up at a training facility. Jeff got him on uh, a scientific diet. Jeff housed him. Jeff took care of him and got him to the point where, um, you know, he looked like a football player. And he had built a relationship with Carson when Carson was in Oakland. They were there maybe five or six weeks together, but Andre's a workout fiend, so he caught extra balls from Carson and they developed a relationship. And so when it comes time to- Carson, of course, being Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer of the now Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. And so um, we know how all those things work together in in our business. Football is a business just like any other. It's oftentimes um, about who you know. Right, right. And, and I, I, you know, it's just amazing because when you look back, Andre, you know, you got to think there was something special about the way you handled that because if you didn't handle that, and, and I'll be honest with you, I know many men out there that, that in terms of trying to direct their sons, it's a challenge when, when you see something and you know something from your own experience and being able to articulate that to your son in such a way that it's not that I know everything, but, but I, I know some things and, and I, I want to give you some advice as a father that would never give the wrong advice to his son. You were able to somehow or another defer to your son's belief in how he should pursue because I believe in this pursuit of professional sports, your son made a decision, and that decision in the 10th grade was he thought he could be a professional basketball player. When he came back to you, obviously there was none of that I told you so stuff that took place between you and him. I'm, I'm going to assume that you embraced his, his desire, his relevance. You know, this, this became something relevant to him that, oh, wow, the light went off, and now I'm going to pursue this. I don't know if it's a dream or reality. Because, let me ask you this, do you think that your son in his own mind, at least you and I who've been professionals, there comes a point in time where we have to be honest with ourselves. Do you think your son was honest with himself and realized that what my dad said to me about this method of transportation is true, and that's not the method of transportation. I want luxury. <laughs> absolutely. Do you, think, do you think the reality hit him at some point in time? You know, abs- absolutely. It, it, it absolutely hit him. Now, you know, his first year, he's a freshman at Oral Roberts basketball, and they go into the NCAA tournament, and they play Pittsburgh the first game. And he lights Pittsburgh up. They got to bring in three, four guys to try to guard him because he's, he's, he's killing them. And he's Chevrolet player of the game. And at that point, I think his basketball career is actually going to turn into something. Maybe he was right. But he just never went beyond that point. Mm. But, you could, but you could see... If there's a loose ball in the air mm-hmm. and somebody's got to run and go get it, mm-hmm. he's the first one to get it. You could see that he had great ball skills and he had great hands and anticipation for the, for the ball and for finding spaces and all the things that make you a great 
tight end or a great target. You understand spaces and you have great hands. Well, you know, we, 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 if you will, I think we've had the, the um, I, I'm going to call it uh, the blessing of, of watching a, no doubt in our mind, a tremendous athlete, a great athlete, probably a, uh, a tight end who thinks he's a wide receiver playing basketball. And that's LeBron James, you know. And so when, when you look at a, a, a basketball player that you know, you know, man, hey, he'd be a hell of a football player. Were you sitting in the stands looking at your son saying, man, I'm really enjoying what you're doing, but I, damn it, I know you'd be a great football Ray, player. Uh, man, I can tell you, I would watch him and go, ooh, that was a touchdown right there. See, see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that was Because you've seen LeBron do some, you know, whether it's a fast break or, or whether it's he's running out and running down the ball and, and blocking somebody's shot from behind, you know, but he's, he's doing something that makes you think football. Yeah. And imagine what that play might look like in a football. Now, obviously, it would be a different play, but you just – Think about you don't. There's a lot of guys you see on the basketball court that you never think about football right. when you see them. LeBron makes you think about football when yeah. you see him play. And you're saying to me that when you see when you saw your son on the basketball court, that was a damn good f- basketball play. But on the football field, that was a great play. Yeah, he just has a you know a natural, like I said, a natural understanding of spaces and leverage, you know, mm-hmm. and body positioning and lean and and. You know, just naturally played with low hips and just all that stuff just kind of came natural. And he has, you know, great feet. And so, you know, his his challenge will be, you know, they, they typically have to block what amounts to the best athlete on the field. Yeah. The, the, those outside linebackers yeah. that that will be his chore. But if he just gets to line up and run and catch. He'll be fine. Well, it's interesting you say that because a lot of times when you do see guys that have had the opportunity to play multiple sports, and particularly for me, those two that I, I like to at least, I feel there's tremendous synergy in those two sports and, and the talent, how it carries over to one to the other, is football and, and basketball. And But what I like the most is when you see a basketball player that's got a football player's attitude talk about the attitude is he a a nasty basketball player is he an angry basketball a mean basketball player that could take that on that that mindset because you can't be happy on the football field i mean even if you're a wide receiver they they still kind of arrogant you know what i mean so so when you're on the football field there you you got to be mad man you don't play the you don't just lollygag around on the football field yeah he that that's that's one thing that will not be a problem. He will he will show up. That's he, the attitude. You oh got yeah, it. yeah. He he's definitely you know going to show up and and I can tell you that I have never ever seen this look in his eye. Mm. I, I haven't seen it. I think he recognizes that this could very well be his last opportunity, and he I think the what is at stake is very very clear well i'm I'm sure i'm sure that this last time if you want if if, if you want to identify that dre because you're right that's the reality that you bring to the table it's like okay you got to go to training camp last year some things happened physically whatever it might be you're getting a chance to come again the nfl only gives you so many chances that's why it's the nfl not for long right those opportunities don't last for long, right. so you got to take advantage of them. But but we're gonna stay positive about it, and what we're gonna do, we're gonna go into this break on a positive note too, uh, because we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about 
how are you going to feel when that first preseason game comes, man? You see your son. <laughs> That's going to be a beautiful. And I'm going to share that with him because I'm giving me some tickets before he leave out here. And you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Andre Hardy Sr. in the studios with me, and we're talking about Andre Hardy Jr. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. Rail is sports on the Voice America Network, and me and Andre was just having a little sidebar there, so we apologize for that. But uh, we got some brothers in the fraternity that we just want to pray for them all. We don't have to always mention them by name, but we just want you to know in, in our heart, in our mind, and in our soul, we want every one of them brothers that have, have had the opportunity to step on this field of the National Football League and the greatest stage that there is, uh, that they may be safe and, and God may bless them and cover them and we'll continue to pray for them. Uh, speaking of that, before we get into the whole preseason thing, Andre, there is, uh, well, let's, 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 let's talk about that and then we'll finish up on this, on this note uh, about some other things that are going on. I just want to um, ask you know, your opinion about some of these things, but um, that special moment is going to happen for you this year. It didn't get a chance to happen last year because of some injuries. It's going to happen. That's going to be that, that preseason game. There are times where there's a barometer, even during training camp, there's, there's a barometer where you, as an athlete, as a, as a professional athlete, and I, I know there's a lot of people that you hear say, oh, well, you know, there was some politics going on. They didn't like this. They didn't like this. This person didn't like me. That person didn't like me. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, Andre, I'm not one of those kind of people. And nor am I. I, I don't, listen, I don't want to go there on that with people, particularly when I talk to athletes. So when I talk to one that, that has that kind of um, approach to his thinking, I just listen. And I don't buy into that because that's not the truth. Uh, your son is going to get a chance to his own barometer, turn his own barometer on, and, and to make some assessments and some talent, some numbers, and know what he's got to he's got to do. Uh, but that first preseason game, um, I think nowadays there's a there's, there's there's a trimming of the roster after that first preseason game. But that that first preseason game, um, 
in your mind, how much do you think that first preseason get? There's some guys who play, some guys who don't. You just get a couple plays. You and I know, Andre, you know, in this business, you want to get one mistake. They throw one pass to you, you drop that pass, that could be it. You miss one tackle, you know, that could be it. Yes. That, that Does he really understand that? Do you think he understands to the degree that in practice, Make sure you catch all them balls because if something happened in a preseason game, they might give you another chance. But is that emphasis on catch every ball, that kind of conversation been there too? Oh, yeah, he, he gets it. I mean, he, he's completely dialed in. I, don't, I think his, um, his mental focus is right where it needs to be. Um, his understanding of the offense is right where it needs to be. His um, it's now it's about execution for him and, you know, execution coming from someone who hasn't put on football pads since the 10th grade. And so the question is, I mean, obviously, during the OTAs, he he's he's invited back to camp. So something happened that the coaches said, this is not a waste of our time. And he's in, he's invited back to camp. So. You How know, about that? Talk about the OTAs. When he came back from his OTAs, you know, again, even that was something which I, I'm not sure he experienced that before. He did not. How did he feel coming back from OTAs and then getting a chance to go back to, I'm still on the team. I mean, how did he feel about the OTAs? Was that, again, you know, going through the process of what it takes to make an NFL team, there are stages that you got to get through that stage and the next stage and that stage. How did he feel coming home from one or two of those OTAs, how do you feel? Good. It was, you know, it was an accomplishment because that didn't happen in Oakland. He never, he never made it to a mini camp. He never, you know, got an opportunity to actually demonstrate what it is that he does. Could he talk do. to you about that? See, everybody, this is a father yeah, son conversation. Yeah, we we want to know. We he come in and you know, Pop, do you start the conversations? Does he start the conversations? How does that work? You know, typically, I got a text after every practice. Okay. And the text would say, I had a great day, Dad. Or the text would say, I had a terrible day. And then the question. But he's being honest with himself. Oh, completely honest. And that's, and that is the nature of our relationship is honesty. If it, you know, he would ask me after some of his basketball performances, how did I do? I'm like, man, if mm-hmm. you you got to do way better than that. That just was not good enough. Mm-hmm. The effort, you know, so we have a very, very honest relationship, loving, mm-hmm. but honest. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if I can't be honest with him, mm-hmm. then no one else will. And How so, do you deliver those messages? How do you deliver those critiques? Are you a, are you a, now, are you a coach? And because you know how some coaches can get up in your grill. Are you, are you a coach? And, and if you are a coach in those conversations about sport, are you a uh, are you a Bill Cowher up in their face or, or are you a Tony Dungy? I'm a little bit more of a Tony Dungy. I am a I am an a, a observer of you know the game from thirty thousand feet, if you will, and then I try to point out memorable moments in the game that thematically may describe how he played in a particular game. If 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 it's a game where his level of intensity wasn't there. I'll pick three or four points in the game where, listen, there was a loose ball on the floor that you should have got. Now, you can get that ball if you decide you want it and you dive. Mm-hmm. Or, or if it's a game where he isn't concentrating, you know, you shot 
10 for 10 from the free throw line two games ago. How is it that you shoot 50% this game? You know why? Because you're not focusing. And so I just really try to point out, um, you know, situations in the game that point to the theme of his performance. And I'm the first to pat him on his back if he does well. Well, let me ask you, Andre, if he does well, if, if he does well, if he doesn't do well. If, if this were uh, the moment and the chance and the last chance that you got a chance to express to your son what you feel about him and your relationship as him, as, as a son, because he is your son, and what he's done athletically, uh, what would you say to him? That I am, you know, proud beyond measure and that who you are as a person is not measured by any of these games. Who you are as a man or as a, a, a person is only measured by the effort that you put in. And if you showed up every day and you did your ap absolute best, then so be it, because that's all that you can do. And so, you know, even as we talk, we talk about this opportunity, I tell him, no matter what happens, you're better for the journey because that you can take with you wherever you go and overlay it and apply it to any endeavor in life. What it took you to resurrect a football career that you buried to resurrect it. You haven't put on pads <laughs> since the 10th grade. And you resurrected something that was dead and you put in the effort to do that, man, that is that is ama an amazing accomplishment in itself. You can do anything. We got two minutes, Andre. I want you to answer two questions for me. I'm going to ask the first one. You got two minutes to answer both of them. So save a little time for the second one. What did the game give you? The game gave me a perspective on life that 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 put together connective tissue between effort and reward i know that they're forever connected we live in a society where i think those connectivity tissues are missing people want things without the effort they want the reward but don't want to put in the effort and last question what did you give the game I think I'm still giving the game. The game has pre produced in me um, someone who can make that shield proud. I, 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 I wear that shield and the game made me. I'm sitting here because of the game. And I hope when it's all said and done that they could say, that, that's one of the good guys right there. That's well done. I don't think there's anything else I can add to that. I didn't want to add anything else to that. I wanted that to be the last thing that you heard from my friend, former running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Andre Hardy, who's been blessed to have his son, Andre Hardy Jr., as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll be watching for him, and we'll have him in the studio when that time comes. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank 
you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll be right back.